And he says, are you Muslim? And he goes, I used to be. He says, well, we see something different about you other than what we've, other than what we've seen before. And he, he says, why did you mean you used to be? And he started witnessing to them. And he started talking to them about uh, Christ and what Christ has done. And as he was talking, because they were asking, they were inquiring of it, he didn't go out and uh, try to persuade them in any way, shape, or form and try to convert them, but he would just give in his testimony what they were doing. A lady overheard him, went to security, and they brought the police in, arrested that man. He went to jail. He had to post bail because he was witnessing, and that's in America. That's just happened not too long ago. So I'm telling you right now, you might as well wake up and realize the enemy is doing his best. You said, well, I thought we were in good standing in America. I'm telling you what, the enemy is doing everything he can. Now, in California, of course, we know California sometimes is way out there and what they're doing. And so I guess and they put in an act of the law against the word of God in the state of Indiana. Now, of course, federally speaking, that is not, they cannot stop the word of God, but they can start bringing charges against certain things if you promote. So I'm telling you, the devil is out there. But how many knows the church is not going down, it's going up. Jesus said uh, that he built this church, his church, upon this rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I truly believe we're right on the brink of God doing something. Now, we've seen men, we've seen this over, I've seen moves over the years, but I believe in this last day move that God's bringing, God is going to do it, and others are going to say, look what the Lord is doing. Not has done, but is doing. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to Acts chapter 16. Message is groundbreaking. Two verses we want to read to start out with, but keep your Bibles open and handy. Stand to the, for the reading of God's Word, if you would, please. Verse 25 says this, But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors, say all doors, were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Say, I'm free. I'm free. Now tell your neighbor, says, get ready. That's all y'all want you to say, and you may be seated. Now, keep your Bibles open. If you would, please go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Because I believe what we've seen in Acts, a whole lot of shaking was going on. You've heard it. We've seen it. If you've been around any part of Christian ministry, you've heard this preached and taught. But as God brought something to me that was taking place, 
prophetically some things were happening that Paul and Silas were involved in. I'm not sure they really understood all that God was getting ready to do. And sometimes I don't believe we really understand what God is about to do with his church. And I believe we need to be in tune. I love what uh, Brother Pastor David gave. God said, good word. God's word is true. And let every man be a liar, but God is not a liar. His word is true. It will come to pass. It will bring forth what he said, and it will not come back to void. Stand upon his word and see what God will do. A whole lot of shaking was going on then. In Hebrews chapter 12, jump down to verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him, who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from his him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. Say, he's shaking. Say, he's shaking. His voice is coming forth, and it is shaking. It is shaking some things, but let's read a little bit more and see what we, we see here from this. Shake, he shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now th know this, and now this, which means the present, yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Say, God is going to shake. And God is going to shake the earth and the heavens. And those things that will not be remade, those things are not rooted and grounded. Those things that do not have uh, the, the root system where they need to be is going to be loosed from the things that is going to take place. Thank God that we can see us. See, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on, but it's going to be God doing the shaking. It's going to be God establishing who he is. And God is going to move in the things that he said he was going to move. Uh, this world has been doing its own things for quite some time but I believe God is coming on the scene in such a way he says now I've let you go for a while but I'm getting ready to shake some things I'm getting ready to open some areas and why would he do that how many knows before you can plant anything you got to break the ground open you've got to have a ground breaking you've got to open it up enough so you can put some things in that needs to be put in and I truly believe that God is going to break some ground God is going to open up some things that has not been opened up before. We notice in, as we go back to Acts, go back to the same chapter, chapter 16. Because we've seen where Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. Then all of a sudden, uh, we've seen them have at midnight. And at midnight, they were praying. They was having a prayer meeting. But they were also singing. So it just wasn't a prayer meeting, but they were singing the songs of God. And some things took place. Go to verse 6. And it says this in verse 6. Now when they had gone through Figra and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. 
Notice how that all of a sudden they were doing what they thought they needed to do. They was on a journey. They was a missionary journey. And God was using Paul and Silas to do some work that needed to be done. Sometimes God has called you to do some work. But how many know sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit can say, not here, not this place. But I'm doing what God wanted me to. But how many know sometimes the Holy Spirit can put a stop sign? Not here. This is not the place. And there's some people that you have to say, not now, not here. There's a lot of people trying to force themselves on situations when the Holy Spirit says, I'm not in it. I don't want you to do that. So you need to wake up and let God do what he needs to do instead of trying to force the issues. Don't get me wrong. We need to spread the gospel. We need to do this. But notice what uh, the restriction that the Holy Spirit gave to the Apostle Paul and to Silas. He says, don't go to Asia. Don't go to that region. Don't go to that area because I have a place I need you to be. At point up to this point, we see that uh, God was moving primarily in the Middle East. And God was doing some work in the Middle East. And all of a sudden, God was starting to use a missionary, starting using these people to step out into the realm of the world. Because the Bible says after the day of Pentecost that God was going to send them out. It was going to start on the home base. But God says, you shall go out unto the uttermost parts of the world and spread the gospel. Thank God that we Gentiles can be part of what God is. Aren't you glad for that? This is not just about the Jews, but this is about what God is wanting to do for the world. Thank God for the God's love is for every single one of us. We see that as the Macedonian call had come, as we see that this, now what is Macedonia? It is in the region of Europe. And if you study some things out, it's where the Greeks and the Romans were kind of in the central areas, right in the center of that region. What was God doing? God was saying, I need you to go to Rome. I need you to head to this region of the Greeks. I need you to spread my gospel in this region because I have prepared it for my purpose for this time. Now, sometimes when we get doing what God wants us to do, and we follow this. Uh, notice in verse 9, it says this. And a vision appeared to Paul. How many's ever had a dream or a vision you knew was from God? I have awakened, and man, I can't get it out of my brain. I can't get it out of my mind. And I, all I do is think about it all day long. I come home. I'll tell my wife. I says, I had this dream, and I don't quite understand it. And all of a sudden, I said, I think it was more than a dream because sometimes when you fall asleep, you get those dreams. But there's times I have a vision of some things that God is desiring. Vision brings insight. Vision brings a revelation. It also brings something of clarity that you can look towards and a focus on and give you some direction. And that's where Paul was getting this. Uh, notice what the vision was. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him. How many knows we have a world around us that needs the Lord? <clears throat> there should be a, a, an understanding that the world is pleading for the church to be the church. That the world is pleading for the Christian to stand up and say, I'm a believer. I'm the one that believes what God has and wants to do. Notice it says that stood in this vision and pleaded with him, saying, Come, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. 
when we see this in this revelation of what God was giving to Paul. It was given to him by the Holy Spirit of saying, I need you to go to this direction because there's a place I'm preparing for you to go. His ultimate destination, his ultimate destiny that he needed to go was Rome. He was going to go before the emperor. And sometimes you're thinking, God, what is going on with my life? What is happening with my life? And he started doing this and started moving towards that direction. But God says, I need you to go here. And sometimes we need to follow what the Spirit of God says. You may be settled in a place and God says, I don't need you there. I want you to go here. That's what we've seen was happening here. And verse 10 says, now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel. Say he's called. He's called us to this region, an area that had not had the gospel really preached and ministered to. Something that was taking place as Paul was uh, entering into this place. In other words, what he was doing is answering the call. When you start answering the call of God and you're thinking, okay, everything's going to be bliss and wonderful and everything's just going to be all right. But I'm here to tell you, you're going to enter into a field and an area that you've never been before. And you don't think that the enemy's not there already. You've got to be awakened right now and say, God, I know you've called me to do what you've called me to preach your gospel. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to say, well done. Uh, Not everybody's going to pat you on the back. As a matter of fact, there'll be some hard times when you do what God's called you to do. But how many knows God knows how to break some ground? See, when at the beginning of of the season of uh, before the harvest comes, there's got to be some tilling. There's got to be some areas where you before you build a house, you got to break ground. Before you make any building, you got to break ground for a good foundation. He was answering the call. He was presenting salvation, preaching the gospel. Notice what he encountered as he's doing that. He encountered demonic activity. Can I be as honest as I can? There's demonic activity here in Warsaw. There's things going on in the community around us. And a lot of people are blind to it. They don't want to deal with it. And no matter if you don't want to deal with it or not, it's there. It's influencing. There's people hearing voices and it's driving them to do certain things. If you open up the newspaper, if you look in ink free and look and see what's happening, you need to wake up. The enemy is busy. But I truly believe God is getting ready to do some shaking. (laughs) I believe God is getting ready to say, hey, I'm on the scene. And I'm getting ready to change the course, change the things that's going around. And we see some things that was happening. All of a sudden, Paul and Silas was doing this, and all of a sudden, they ran into They was praying. They were seeking God. They was going to a prayer meeting uh, as they was uh, doing ministry, as they was entering into new areas of journey that God was directing them to go. Some of you have been hit with one thing after another, and you said, why? What's going on? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Just because you're under attack doesn't mean you're not doing what God wants you to do. You need to uh, raise up your head and say, wait a minute, I know what God spoke to me to do, and I'm doing it. And I'm, you must expect that God, the enemy doesn't like what's happening. So the demonic activity was going on. And also when they entered into that realm, this little girl that was possessed, this slave girl that was uh, possessed with uh, 
divination where that she could uh, bring her masters much money because of this uh, trickery, this area of uh, divination. She was possessed. So you're going to find some people that's going to be possessed. And when you do that and seeing this, and as with, and now I'm laying some groundwork because I have dealt with uh, uh, some demonic activities over my lifetime. I've seen some demonic things that has taken place. And as we move towards what God wants, and as you do that, you need not to fear the demons, but you need to fear God himself. Fear the call, the Macedonian call. I truly believe that we have a clarion call now in this end time that we're living in. I truly believe that the, we need to sound the trumpet more now than ever before. I truly believe we need to tell the world that there is hope, that there is a way out, that there is, you don't have to be in bondage. Notice what Paul and Silas did because this girl was with them for a few days. Then all of a sudden, the apostle Paul was pricked in his heart and he said, enough is enough. He turned to her and he cast the spirit out. Things changed immediately with that girl. And all of a sudden, the masters got mad. They beat them. They done that. You may have gone through some things. You may have been rejected because of what you've been doing. But I'm here to tell you that God is going to use you in the times that we're living in. We see that in this time that they were persecuted, being beat. Not everybody's going to like what the message you bring. Not everybody's going to say, oh, you, you've done some great and mighty and wonderful things. No, the enemy is going to stir up the pot. And we see this before the groundbreaking of where God was going to move for Paul and Silas and where Paul and Silas was moving into the realm that they were being called, the Macedonian call. And all of a sudden, as they start directing that in that realm and going towards that realm. See, God's called us to set people free. God's called us to give the message of the what the gospel is. The gospel is the good news. The gospel is the, that area of the bridge that we can get to where God's at. The gospel is that you don't have to be in the place where you're at. The gospel it gives you something that you can look and say, I can walk in freedom. I don't have to be bound. I don't have to listen to those voices. I don't have to do those things. And now they set this girl free. They were beaten because of re being rejected. They were thrown into prison. Notice what they did. The Bible says, but at midnight, say a new day. I've done a message a while back called New Day because midnight, if you really look at it, is not the darkest point, but it is right at the point of a new day. And I truly believe God was prophetically saying, it's a new day for Europe. It's a new day for I'm sending you into. It's a new day that a message is going to come to these Gentiles. And thank God the message is going to get out. Thank God you may have gone through a little bit of persecution, but I'm here to tell you that if you look at the prophetically, at midnight it was becoming a new day. They were in prayer. They were singing songs. They could have done this because they were bound in prison. Can I give you some illustrations? Sorry, Internet folks. I've got to lay this down. I'll try to keep a hold of it. I can see old Paul one side. And I'm sure he could have looked and said, Silas, we was doing such good things. We just set that girl free. I don't know why they beat us for. You know, if we get out of here, I may get... I may not do it anymore. I may just go back home. 
Yeah, I know, Brother Paul. And they, they could have been in sympathy. They could have talked to that and says, oh, says, and they're blues and, and my back is hurting and I've been beaten. And so I've never had this happen to me before. They could have been talking like that. But what does the Bible say at midnight? Some of you are already asleep before midnight. Some of you got your bedtime, and this, but all of a sudden we find them not at midnight sleeping. What were they doing? I believe Paul was praying. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity. Lord, we thank you for the persecution that's come our way. Oh, Lord. And all of a sudden I can hear Silas over this. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. We've been beaten. We've been bound. But we're doing what God wants us to do. I can't sing that very well. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a God heard from heaven. A voice was heard from heaven. And I believe God says, those boys are doing what I want to. Now, notice this. The Bible says it just didn't shake the walls of the prison. The Bible says that it shook the very foundation of the prison. See, Rome was in bondage. The Greeks were in bondage. The Gentiles were in bondage. They were just following what they thought was normal of going and chasing after pleasures of the flesh, but there was something that God was wanting to do. He says, I'm going to shake Rome. I'm going to shake the Greek, and I'm going to shake the world. Then you're going to see what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, the foundations were shaken. Are you seeing where I'm going? There was a groundbreaking taking place. In other words, God was breaking some ground for something new. See, the foundation that was there, God says, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to tear it apart. I'm going to bring it down. The Bible says every single one of those prisoners was hearing Paul and Silas praying and singing. And all of a sudden, they had more than just jailhouse rock. The foundation, what was taking place, this is prophetically. If you look what God was doing, I'm going to send you out, but I'm going to send you on a new foundation because I'm breaking ground for some things that's going to take place. It was a celebration of groundbreaking. Now, something else we noticed from as was going on here, the Bible says that all the doors were open. How many knows when you praise, when you sing praises, God comes on the scene. When you pray and you seek the Lord, God hears what you say. How many knows as you do these two together that God can shake your foundations and shake what's been holding you back? And all of a sudden it says, it didn't say one or two doors. The Bible says all the doors, not just for Paul and Silas, but for every prisoner. Now, something else I noticed from this scripture that we must take a look at and understand. Paul did not move from the prison. Uh, you're kind of looking at me a little bit different. Many people, when the prison has been open, many, when things have now been freed for them, the door seems to be open. What did Paul and Silas do? Stood there. They didn't leave. Most people says, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Let me run from this place. I don't want to be in this jail anymore. I don't want to be in this prison anymore. But notice what Paul and Silas did. 
they stood their ground. They had been given a call. They had been given a, a message. They had been given a vision. And God was getting ready to step into that realm and open and break some ground for some new territory, some new things that was going to take place and for some people to find out some good news. And we see that Paul just stood there. All of a sudden, the jailer walks in, sees what took place, grabbed the sword because he knew that he was going to die anyway. And notice all of a sudden a voice came out. The Apostle Paul, do not do yourself any harm. We are all here. Notice the other prisoners didn't even leave. They were all there. Too many people are wanting to run, even though the doors are open. But it may be not time for you to move in that realm. Notice what took place with the Apostle Paul. He stood his ground. Why? His assignment was not done yet. He had not finished what needed to take place, him and Silas, because all of a sudden God was now opening the doors for him to move upon life. Notice what the jailer said. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to get things right? But he didn't stop there because before Paul could open up, he says, I want you to come home with me. Because I just don't want to hear this. I want my family to hear this. Oh, if ever a time we need families to hear the gospel. If ever a time we need your family to hear the gospel. Now is not the time to run just because the doors have been opened. Now is the time to finish the course, finish what God has said. There's some says we need to move this direction. We need to move that direction. But I tell them this, I'm waiting on the Lord to give me the direction. I'm waiting on the Lord to say this is where I need you to be. Because I've seen too many people move because they think out of rational thinking. They think that if we go this direction, it'll be the way to go. But you'll get yourself in a mess if God's not in it. The apostle Paul and Silas was in that place. They didn't move. And all of a sudden, they went home with the jailer. They lost some sleep, but they gained a soul and a family that they were looking to. Notice what after they presented the gospel to this man. See, if they would have left, that man would have never gotten saved. That jailer would never... But more than just a jailer, his family that was going to reach that community that they were in, that region that they were in. And what happened? We see that as they moved in that realm, as they stood their ground, they said, now you're free to go. But that wasn't the end of the journey. That wasn't in what God was wanting to do. There's so many things that God wants to do in our lives, but we want to just say, oh, God, you give me the freedom, and that's it. God says, I've got a call on your life. I've got a mantle that I'm passing on to you, and you've got to fulfill what I've given you. See, when God starts shaking and a great earthquake comes because of praise and worship, and the foundation that used to be is now shaken, We've had some religious things that's been in our area, and that area has been religion. But God is getting ready to shake the religious aspect of things because he's going to show who he is. See, this was not an act because they were praying or because they were singing. It was God showing, I'm going to change the course of the world. I'm going to bring some things about. How many knows Jesus Christ is about to return? And before he comes back, he's changing the course of some things. 
And we must understand that. All the doors were open. All the chains had come off of them. And they were in the middle of this because they had been in the Middle East for all this time. But God says, I'm changing you into that direction that you need to go. And sometimes God may change the course of you to get you in the place that he has. Stay the course. Don't move because you have some freedom. Wait till God opens the doors for you to move. When I read this and I started looking at this, I thought, Lord, you know what you're doing. Acts is the actions that was taking place by the apostles. And we see that when the apostle Paul had come and was on this journey, he could have done a lot of things, but the Holy Spirit was leading him. And we need to awaken up and listen to the voice of God. See, God was moving upon the foundation there. That was a symbol of what God was going to do with Rome and with the Greek philosophy that was going on in that region. Macedonian was right in the middle of that area, that region there that they could reach both areas. And as Paul was moving in that region, and all of a sudden he steps in and obeys the call. See, sometimes some of you, when you step in to obey the the call, you think everything's going to be all right. I'm going to just be all blessed. Everybody's going to accept me, even the church. Sometimes church folks are the worst ones. Let me hear an amen on that one. <laughs> Not everybody's going to see eye to eye with you, even church folks. Sometimes your own family can't see eye to eye with what you're seeing. You just need to listen to what God says. Stay the course until God's finished with it. Aren't you glad when Jesus didn't stop uh, halfway up the uh, Calvary? I'm thankful he finished what he said. I'm thankful he says it is finished. I'm thankful I've went as far as I can in this ministry, but he left you and I to fulfill what he has started. He left you and I in this time and this century to fulfill what he has started where we work at where we go with our families what's happening with our church i truly believe we're on the prefaces of some great and mighty things of god and i truly believe god is going to show who he is he is still god with me or without me his word is still true with me believing or without me believing he will fulfill what he says, and he will do some groundbreaking, whether I like it or not. I might as well get in tune. I like what Brother Dave did today. He was real as real could be. When you get people coming in this place that don't know the Lord, they're going to say some things that's not like us. There's a lot of church folks that we shouldn't be saying that. We should be, they don't know any difference. And we must be there helping them, showing them, providing them the way. The apostle Paul understood this man didn't know the Lord. If he would have ran, if he would have got out of that prison and says, enough, I can't take it no more, I'm moving on. But he stood and he preached the gospel to that man and his family. And they were baptized, the Bible says. And I'm sure that community was changed because that jailer. See, when they come in this church, and we've got a lot of folks that need to hear the gospel, that need to hear the good news. They may not smell like us. They may not walk like us. They may not even look like us. We need to love on them. We had a young man that came here a few years back, 
been here for a little bit, and our daughter, Hannah, had befriended him. And most people would have kicked him out. Most of his own family didn't want nothing to do with him because he come in wearing a dress. And he sat back in the back, and he thought, okay, what are you going to do? Sometimes people just do things to see what you're going to do. He had long hair. He come in. At first, I thought he was a girl. And I said, no, he's not. Something checked me. I said, how are you doing? And he's, he kind of like flaunting a little bit, a little bit. And he sat back there. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God started moving. And all of a sudden, he's sitting back there. He was squirming. <laughs> how many knows when the Holy Ghost get a hold of him, they start squirming? And he's sitting back there in his dress. Hannah's sitting next to him, befriended him. And there's sometimes people in this day and age, we have some choices that's been going on around our world that are not good choices. They're being presented to those people, but they need to hear the truth. And the truth will set them free. And the Holy Ghost will draw them. And the Holy Ghost will convict them. The Holy Ghost will do his work. We don't need to do his, the Holy Ghost's work. Let him do his work. We present like he said. We do what he says. And then watch what God will do. And then a few services after he kept coming, he kept squirming. And there was one time he started bawling like a baby back there. And he came to the altar and he knelt down. Now, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he's at anymore. But he was come by, and he graced us here for a season. But I truly believe there are people that need to hear the truth. And they're not wanting something just to make them just feel good or entertain them. They need the truth. They need the power of God. They need God to come in and do some groundbreaking in their hearts. They need God to come and change the foundation that they've had for quite some time. We see where Paul and Silas was entering into a, a new season, a new time for those people that was called Romans and Greeks and those areas. And God was saying, I'm going to tear this foundation down of this prison because they've been in prison for quite some time prophetically speaking in that realm. And sometimes God does that maybe to wake you up and says, I'm changing the course. I'm changing the situation. Don't get discouraged. Stay where you're at until God says to move. Don't leave and move on until God says it's time. Far too many people have run because they don't like what they see or what they feel. In other words, sometimes they get in a pity party. Christ didn't die because he had sympathy for you. He died to give you a way out of this world. He had compassion. That's a different scenario. When people want me to feel sorry for them, I understand you're going through situations, but here's the answer. I've got compassion. I know you're facing some difficulties. I know, and I'm a realist like anybody else, but I'm here to tell you, here's the answer that you need to hang on to. Paul inside stood. The jailer was saved. And notice what took place. Because when Paul didn't back away, didn't back down, they recognized that some things took place because they said, you are a Roman citizen. They was fearful of that, of that community. What can we do to persuade you to get out of our community? And all of a sudden, they started giving them money. They started paying them some things, and they paid all their way to do the journey that needed to be done. 
Some of the things you've been facing, some of the areas that you feel like it's a prison. Sometimes you feel like, God, how am I going to? You need to start having a prayer meeting. You need to start having some worship at home. You need to start saying, God, I'm going to lift you up no matter what's going through. Because when you get into praise, when you get into prayer, you watch what God will do. He'll move your situation. He'll open some doors. He'll take off the chains that's been binding you up. And But don't just move just right away. Wait till God says to move. Wait till God says go because there are some things that God wants to do. Now, as we see this story unfold, the journey that Paul went to, eventually he got to the Roman emperor and eventually he testified to the Roman emperor and eventually he gave his life for the gospel. But until God says to do that, and there are a lot of people that are bound with so many issues and so many things that we need to give them the gospel. And the first thing that Paul and Silas did was free this young lady, this girl that was bound, this slave girl. There are people in your community, your neighborhoods, that are bound by the things. You need to start praying for them, first of all. Pray that God would open the door for you to go pray for them and speak over their lives. If you're waiting for God to come and give you a direction and give you a vision, you need to start looking around you. Look to the next door neighbor that you got. Look and say, God, can I be a witness? Since we've lived where we're at, I have all my neighbors. They don't go to anybody else. They come to us. We're going to be on vacation. Can you watch our house? And here's how do you get in our house. I'm going, that's pretty trusting. <laughs> Give me the key to your house. I could go in and steal everything you have. But they recognize there's something different right there. Let it start where you're at. And then when you can fulfill some things there, watch what God will do. He'll send you down the road. But right now, God brought us here to shake some foundation in this area. And we're seeing some groundbreaking taking place. Because I truly believe we're right on the, and I like what Pastor David said, because I've been feeling this for quite some time. You get ready. You may have to give up your seat. How many ready to say, here, you can have mine? If they start coming in and says, okay, I want this whole row, I'm bringing this family members and, and this whole row, just stand up and we'll pray that God give us uh, some more seats. We got a few back there and we fill this place up. We're going to believe God to do something. If we even have to go to two services for a while. That's okay. God will just use us and we will be used where God wants us. And when he opens the door, it'll be the right doors. Groundbreaking. I believe we're right on that groundbreaking area right now. Where's your shovel at? Every time I see groundbreaking, they always have these guys that's in charge with these shovels. They paint them gold. You see that, Pablo? They paint them gold, and you have these CEOs, these CEO, the CF, whatever the C's are. They have them all kinds. I truly believe we need to say we're Christians, C's. Put a C before us and say we are Christians. So we're in charge of some things right now. And we need to get ready to do some groundbreaking. Amen, Caleb? Yes. He's ready to do some groundbreaking. And I believe God is going to do that, change the foundation. Because the Bible says the very foundation of that prison was shaken. And that's what God is getting ready to do. And I truly believe we are right on the prefaces of seeing some great, mighty, wonderful things. But can I put it this way? God's going to do it. This is not going to be about man. 
We have, we've seen man try to put things into play. They try to manufacture things. They try to bring things up and say it's of God, but sometimes it's just manufacturing, trying to, uh, to hype things up. And God says, I want to move. And God's going to move to those people. And he's got a remnant that's going to let him move. And I believe it's going to be beginning with us. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all over the building.